This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 34 of Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we're going to discuss trailering tips, the omega fatty acids, the culprit behind Lyme disease, and a follow-up on the products we have tried. Hey, Tig. Hey, Patty P. <laughs> what Jennifer? are you doing? Yes, I'm, I'm yeah. Excuse the, excuse the chewing. I told you we were going to talk to you. Well, I still had a mouthful of carrot. <laughs> All right, big, my bad. It was a big bite. It was my bad. Well, then let's direct uh, our conversation towards Tigger. You just got home. You're back from the I'm crazy belly world. From Welly World, and um, I went through a very scary experience driving home. What? What happened? I had just crossed the border from Georgia into South Carolina, yeah. and I was in the left-hand lane. I was doing 80 miles an hour, naturally. <laughs> yeah. And I saw up ahead, there was like a little brush fire, you know, like just the grass was burning. And oh, interesting. And it was a little black and... And I didn't think anything of it. And I mean, seconds later, I guess because of the trucks and things that had passed. And blowing. Suddenly, it was billowing this dark, black smoke. Oh, wow. And I hit that, and I had no idea who was in front of me. <gasps> Are you serious? Me. Oh, that's scary. It, it, I had about three seconds of um, just... A, a, a mantra of trust, 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 trust. Wow. Trust, trust. Okay. And I got out of it, and um, I think I had heart palpitations for I bet you did. Oh my gosh, that is true. Was it obviously it was still light out, right? It was still light, okay. and I don't know whether somebody threw something, you know, a lit cigarette or something oh. out the window. Because yeah. it, it was a very small area as I was approaching, and then something caught fire, and it just went. That's, that's crazy. That, uh, that, yeah. I've had not smoke experiences, but there's a lot of fog here. Um, in fact, sometimes, Tigger, when I'm talking to you in the very, very early morning, you will hit patches of fog, and it's exactly what you were talking about, except obviously it's not black, which I feel like that would be scarier. And you're just like, huh. I hope I can see in a couple seconds because this isn't going to be good. And I couldn't see the front of my car. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You just feel like you're in a, you know, a cloud or. You yes. Know, but it's so mm. dense and it smells of burn, you know, it has oh. that, that burn smell. Yeah. And that's... it gave me a real appreciation for. Seeing? <laughs> the, well, no, for the wildfires that just killed all those animals in the panhandle. Mm. and mm. Oh, God, Oklahoma. that's just horrible. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's so horrible. And then the wildfires that, you know, people in the West deal with, yeah, especially in a drought. Yeah. When it just roars up these hillsides, and now I get it. Yeah. That's, that's just, well, thank God you were right. Yeah. And thank, thankfully, there was nobody in front of me, because... Even though I slammed on the brakes, I didn't know where they were. Well, and then what do you do? How do you know to creep out? Then you and sure I didn't know who was behind me, and it would just, also not yeah. see me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, scary. Well, thank God you're all right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Bugs Bunny <laughs> come to visit? <laughs> you know, it, it, 
That's the tigger noise. Going, going after in. your carrot. Yeah, going after. <laughs> that's right. So there what's new in your world, Jennifer, besides your carrot? Besides my carrot, which has now been fully consumed. Thank you very much, ladies. Um, mm. Let's see. What's new around here? Glenn's off doing Road to the Horse as we record. Cool. So he has left me here at the Ocala Brain Center of Horse Radio Network all alone. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Scary. let's do let's do something bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, but uh, she used to live with them. We don't. Yeah. There oh, you go. good point. Good point. Good point. So, well, th- your parents were just in, right? Weren't your parents? Yes, my mother and my stepdad were down for a week last week. Was it ten days ago? A while back. He was there a little yeah. while back, and we had right? a lovely we had a lovely visit. We went out and watched. Um, Live Oak for a little bit because the Live Oak combined driving event was in town the same weekend. So we did that and we dragged them down to Port Canaveral and we went and saw uh, the Space Center, which is a lot of fun. Looked at rockets. And yeah. All sorts of space. Oh, things. that is fun. I love that. But it's it's a little salty. 50 bucks a ticket. Wow. Wow. That's, That's a little pricey. steep. It's a little steep. But, you know, I guess rockets cost a lot and they have a lot of them. <laughs> So okay, okay. Well, right. Disney World doesn't that isn't that like a hundred bucks? Yeah, Disney World's a hundred. Jeez, are you serious? Yeah, it's a hundred bucks a ticket. Yeah, a day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, uh, the yeah. kids just went down. Uh, you know, my um, my daughter Hannah is in Florida or in Wellington right now. My other daughter lives there, and they went to go to Harry Potter World. <laughs> Those were fun. Some fun Snapchats to get, but um, I think maybe as an annual ticket. Yes. You know, um, the annual and passes, I guess, are, it's a little bit less expensive. Yeah. 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 So, well, that's, that's it. Good. So, uh, yeah, we're, okay. we're cruising along, road to the horse. So, Rolex will be coming up shortly. So, we'll have another road trip back up to Kentucky again. Yeah. Look forward oh, that's to that. Fun. Yeah. So, that's what's cool. going on here at uh, Horse Radio Network Central. Well, and we're going to just kind of do something bad. So, Glenn just wants to know that he can't be away, right? Well, we're going well, to. <laughs> I've already told him that. I've already told him that, that that can't happen. Last time he went away, one of the multiple pro, uh, computer programs that we use to run the morning show broke. Oh, like not good. Three minutes before the show. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he, and then this time when he went away, the one of we had four guests, so I have to run back and forth between our two studios to call guests. One studio operates the sound system, and the other studio operates the ability to call guests. So I run back and forth. Oh. Well, Sounds our, like you need a raise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the guests was in Dubai. Cool, oh, right? That's so right. cool. Oh, my gosh. Right? Well, unfortunately, uh, we had to call a landline, and we had to call the hotel. When we call a landline overseas, we have to do it live on the air. So everybody gets to hear us calling, which is fine. We don't mind that. Right. Well, the problem was I had to go through the front desk at the hotel which means the whole universe would hear what hotel he was staying in and what room <gasps> number he was in i didn't really oh, want to do that oh boy <laughs> oh no well i didn't know this until the show was going so i'm running so and so i have to call him off the air and the only way to call him off the air is on the cell phone and the cell phone only works on the front deck of the house so i had to walk out oh the front my deck gosh the oh my gosh it was a complete fiasco yeah it sounds, yeah, it sounds like a complete it. total cluster the whole show. Wow. Yeah, so uh, I told you, Glenn, I'm sorry, you can't go away anymore. Yeah. Oh, jeez. 
Yeah, so that's, that's yeah. been my life this week. So I'm so glad to sit here and have a glass of wine and do healthy critters. because it's. See, there you go. I knew I forgot something. <laughs> so what was your week like, Patty P? Yeah, tell us oh, about I, your week. Oh, boy. Well, <clears throat> It's just been, um, uh, it's just been interesting in, in a way, just a little bit too much to mention, but there's something going on, uh, as Tigger, you would say, something's going on in the universe here. <laughs> there's just been a lot of different things. I, um, I can't remember if last time when we were taught, when we had the show, if, um, I think it was, get, I was getting ready to go down to Florida and then, um, my, he, I always call him a stallion. I gelded him last year. He's not a stallion, but, um, my horse stew, um, was trying to outdo his son in the field that was um, quite frankly acting like a jackass. And I'm not talking about the animal jackass. And Stu was like, Oh yeah, I can do that. I'm going to be the cool father. And somehow he hurt himself, which is obviously a very common um, thing that can happen to horses in the field. And so he didn't end up getting to go because it was just enough of an injury that put him off. But um, uh, so that's been kind of disappointing. So Hannah had to go down by herself and, um, she starts, uh, training in about a week with Robert when he gets back from, um, Omaha. So it's just been kind of crazy. Just been crazy. Lots of different things. So, but you did not- have a vacation. I did have a vacation, went to the Caymans, um, with, uh, very, very good friends of ours, um, they were taking my son Ray down because he had spring break because I was supposed to be in Florida. And when they realized that I wasn't going to go right away, they said, ah, why don't you come down with us? So we went down and I got to swim with dolphins and that was the most wow. amazing thing. Oh my gosh. It was so amazing. Just learning about them and just, and how similar all training techniques and stuff are with all animals, you know, just, just fascinating. Um, so that was a lot of fun. So it was a good trip. So so in light of the fact that, Jennifer, you had um, an interesting uh, experience with your horse trailering, I thought it was a perfect opportunity. We discuss our tips for trailering. Maybe you'd like to tell everybody what exactly Nigel got into. Oh, everybody's asking. I kind of regret putting that picture up. Everybody, literally, everybody's asking. Nigel came to me with trailer loading issues. I, I knew Always that. a bad sign. Yeah. Yeah, but I was, huh. okay. I, I, I was okay with that. I felt very comfortable that we could get get through it. And a year into his life with me, I've had him exactly a year. Um, we have made huge strides, much, 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 much better. But I made the mistake when we went to the horse park with a Florida horse park this past weekend. It was the first time that Nigel and Scooter got to travel together. We have never hauled them together. They are both bad loaders and they're both bad haulers. Oh, so we thought, you know, we need to work hmm. out some things before we put them together, you know. And we felt pretty confident. And lo and behold, Scooter was a rock star. Yay. And on, <laughs> on the way home, I thought I'd get really clever and put Uh-oh. Scooter in the trailer first. On the way out, we put Nigel in first. On the way back, I thought, you know, let's put Scooter in first. He's being a little rock star. He walks right onto the trailer and he stands there and he eats his hay so that Nigel will be extra motivated to get in because that's where <laughs> Nigel's bugaboo is, is getting in and staying in. Well, I didn't staying think staying in is good. Staying in is good. <laughs> yes. I didn't think it through and long story short, he bashed his head on the edge uh. of this roof of the horse trailer. <sighs> yeah. Uh, pretty hard. I think I, I think we had about a 2.0 on the Richter scale. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
but uh, we got him home safely and soundly. And the picture I posted on Facebook, which is really kind of a funny picture, is really a giant ice pack. Because when he got home, it's about a half an hour drive back. When he got home, it looked like somebody had cut a, a golf ball in half and attached it to the front of his head. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I thought, you know, we need some ice here because I was concerned that he had chipped something in his skull. It's just below his eye, right where their sinuses are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, something might be broken in there. And a very it. sensitive place. Yes, a very sensitive yeah. place. I was, yeah. I was concerned about the swelling. So we, the only way I could hold the ice pack there was to wrap it up with a vet wrap. So he has an entire... A pea green vet wrap wrapped around his huh. head, holding his ice pack huh. on, and he was utterly and thoroughly embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, says his mother. And it's not, yeah, it's not <laughs> the first time he's bashed his head on the roof of the horse trailer, and I'm sure it won't oh. be the last. Yeah. So that's S- Nigel's story in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, it's kind of funny that we're talking about this because yesterday we had um, a mare that was sold and was le- leaving the farm. And, um, she, and this was when I was telling you all of my stuff and you were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, this is one other thing that happened is this very, very lovely lady, uh, is, is buying this horse that the owners of the farm where I'm at, um, have bred. She's five years old, Hannah Stoner, um, my daughter a couple of times, um, done really quite well. So she's been off the farm and in and out of trailers several times. You know, when you're selling a horse, you especially if they're young ones. I mean, as you know, Tigger, when we were at Farfield, I always made sure all of those horses got on and off the trailer without any yeah. stress. So when someone came and got them, that they were just like, you know, and I would take them around our little circular driveway, you know, and just so they would have all these good experiences. So, you know, you think a horse has been to a horse show several times, you know, I think it's been three times. You just, you know, yeah, of course a horse trailer is no big deal. So she came in her trailer and, um, we had just a bunch of stuff going on at the farm and she started to pull out. She walked right in like, it just like the good girl that she was now literally keep in mind, she just handed the check over to the people, signed the contract, put the horse in the trailer, just handed the check to the people. Okay. It, <clears throat> she pulls out and she scrambles and I thought, Oh, that's a little weird. She doesn't do that. And I just said, whoa, 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 stop, stop. Let me make sure everything's okay. So we stop and look and, and she's a little wide eyed and breathing. I was like, okay, mommy, it's, you know, you're doing okay. And everything seems fine. I look to see, because sometimes there's wasp nests and this would be one of my trailering things to to think of is this, because this has happened to me where you put a horse in and you know, that's been sitting there, even if it's been a week or two in the summer, you got to check for these things. And, um, nothing there. Nice, big trailer, really, you know, thought out trailer. Said, okay, she seems fine. Just, you know, whatever. Went to pull out again. And when I tell you that horse sat down at one point, I thought, holy crap, she's going to fall right out the back of the trailer. I mean, it wasn't in all of my years. This was not a, this was not a small thing. And, um, okay. So at this point, you know, then we go back, we go stand with her and she's, you know, now she's, she ripped Um, it was a a nylon halter with a leather piece on the top, but ripped part of the nylon, broke the thing off the wall, the welding part. And, you know, know, it was, it it was to the likes of which I've never seen. And the thing is you would stop, she would be fine. You would move. She was not. Now at this point, all of the horses that were about 20 minutes in uh, uh, from being brought in for dinner thought, well, this was a great thing. Because now there's something really loud going on. And this is right in front of our German walker where we have four horses, one of which is recuperating from an injury. 
all tails above their head, pushing uh, against the and we're talking about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven horses running around like flipping idiots as this mare is, you know, caused. Anyway, you know, we eventually, what we realized, I mean, it, we collectively all had to sit there and decide what to do and think about it. But what we realized, she'd never been trailered by herself. Oh, so we just took her off the trailer, got her calmed down, put another horse on the trailer. She got on and she was fine. And, you know, it's that situation could have so easily gone the wrong way. You know, but isn't that amazing? Hmm. And she, and she, and they, she got to her farm. She was fine. I mean, she could, would walk on the trailer, walk off the trailer. She'd get on the, tra- we had her go on and off probably four or five times just to see if she was afraid of the trailer. It was, it literally was just putting the other horse on the trailer that calmed her down. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yeah. It was, it was, what was kind of cool was sitting there with all of these different, you know, all of these different horse minds you know, going, okay, well, what about this or what? And just kind of getting to the point of figuring out what it was uh, and, and how to handle it to make sure that this poor woman who literally had just handed the check over and this woman, bless her heart, she handled it beautifully. Yeah, I, I think uh, but, I'd be freaking out at that point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to break was, my brand she, new horse. Oh my and God. she's like, I want to return her. And she was really being very funny. And um, anyway, but it all turned out fine. So wow. kind of bizarre. Yeah. Wow. And that it is funny how certain su- something that seems trivial or subtle or like really can set a horse off, and you just have to take the time to think it through and go, "What has changed? What's different?" And in the case of Nigel bashing his head on the roof, it was yeah. my screw up that really caused it because I had the partition closed on one side. He normally right. loads with the partition the whole way open because there's nobody else in the trailer. And that little thing when he got into the trailer. It touched him on the shoulder, and he went, yeah. ah, freak out. I'm out of here. And that isn't was that, that isn't it, you know? Yep. So yeah. It's, it's, it's like, yeah. really? And it, it touches you all the time when you're inside the trailer. But yeah. It's just, it's, you, you got to listen to them. I mean, we don't think they're <laughs> that they're talking, you know, but they are truly talking to us. Yeah. So kind of yeah. cool. It's all crazy. right, Tiggy, do you want to tell me a good story? Why don't you tell me a story about your Taj Mahal? Why don't you talk about that? <laughs> Why don't you just talk about that trailer? Wait, that I want to know about Taj Mahal first. Yeah, that I, I, I know she was probably thinking, I am. Well, I didn't expect that. I have a Craigslist trailer, so I want to hear about the Taj Mahal. I will just tell you, the very first time I met Tiggy, Tiggerella, Tiggapedia. I didn't have it then. Um, the first time we met, I didn't have it. No, you're right. This was when we were in, in Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tigger was, I was still living in New Jersey, just to give you an idea of, um, I didn't have Phoebe or Hannah. And we were in Venice and we were both training with uh, Barbara Silverman. And we went no, to. No, we're not in Venice. Oh. No, no, uh, no, no, we no, no, Ocala. Orlando. Yeah, sorry, Ocala. Sorry. Yeah. Cause we had been in Venice before, but anyway, so Tigger and, and we did, God, wasn't that just the best time? We just had the best time and we went to this horse show and we, I don't even remember. I'm sure you were, you were, you had just bought lion, I think. And, um, cause you didn't have, um, I can't remember the man's name. Hanga and lion. Yeah. And, um, and so we did the show and then we decided and that we were going to drive back, um, <sighs> together cause she was going to New, uh, Virginia and I was going to Jersey. So I was just going to follow her up 95. But what I didn't know <laughs> was the size of her trailer. <laughs> didn't they have a washing machine in it? uh-huh and dryer okay. this thing's huge in you the horse have trailer. That? yeah it it's it's like 40 feet long it's 40 feet and it's it's and steel it's steel it's, it's like a bridge 
Why? I would drive a car on that and know I was fine. I mean, if anybody hit I mean, that we thing. Bought it, it was already, when we bought it, it was already, I think, 12 years or 13 years old. And isn't it, what's the name of the, uh, the, the brand of it? It's a. Um, oh, a, my God, I don't remember. Bearpow, the, uh, no, the it wasn't a Merhow. It was something that, like, when we were growing up, we always remembered. But, it, like, I couldn't think of it now because I'm sure it's not in business but anymore. It but it had living quarters and, you know, this, you know, washer dryer. It had, a remember, the roll-top desk. Oh, God. It was, it, Jennifer, desk. it was, the, it is the most, Tigger, I would love to see that thing again. Because it was, but it had a washer dryer. It had a washer and a dryer. Do I you realize you get that in your horse trailer now? Well, I'm sure you can get anything you want for a yeah, cost, yeah. but I mean, it was just like it, it, it. But I just remember your truck. Every time you hooked it up, your truck oh. just weaked. <laughs> and I had a dually, which I st- I still have that truck. Okay, that's hysterical. 1988 Ford dually. Oh my gosh, that what is, is it a so 450? Funny. Yeah, I would think so. It's a 450. Wow. Well, I guess it would have to be because I it mean, literally. You, you couldn't move that trailer empty without without anything in the washer <laughs> and without, yeah. Please tell me it has an electric jack to get it up and down. No. Yeah, no, the horse crank it? rode in the back. Oh, yeah, you had to crank it onto yeah. the bed. Yep. Zowzers! Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, girl! Yeah. It's funny that you... <laughs> That you call you say that because I used to call her one horse Arnetta because it was a mare. Remember that? Wow, that's crazy. So no, this this is this is what we're gonna do because because we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up with our, our stories up with some tips. So Tigger, what would you recommend? Don't buy an all metal trailer. There, yeah, go, go lightweight. That's your 40 tip. Forty feet long. Okay. Okay. Your tip is too um, much. Bigger is not necessarily better. Okay. That's your tip. Okay. My not. tip, my, I, my quick tip for, um, trailering in the heat is, um, put ice on the floor and it helps keep their feet cool put when it gets on hot the floor. Yeah. You get a couple several bags of ice yeah. and helps keep their feet cool. So if you get stopped in traffic or whatever, it can't, I mean, I slide around. No, not if you appropriately put uh, shavings down. Oh, so you throw it in, you like sprinkle it into the shavings. Yeah, absolutely. So you put make lots sure of shavings you know, in so it will absorb when it melts. Yeah, and, yeah but it just keeps everything cooler because, cool. as you know. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. I've been doing it for years. Interesting. How about that? There you go. Yeah. There you go. My and what's your tip? My, my tip is uh, teach your horse to drink water <laughs> when he goes away. Yeah. And you, you really can teach a horse to drink. Oh, that's cool. There you okay. go. Okay. If you go online and Google it, you can teach him the horse to drink. There's something that's a homemade thing called sweet water, which is very, right. very popular with the endurance riders. I don't know if other disciplines use it or not, um, but it's basically a r- powdered rice bran supplement, and you mm-hmm. mix it with the water, and it I guess it makes it taste particular. But you can use anything that your horse loves and mm-hmm. teach your horse to drink when they're away from home and... and uh, that's my tip because, boy, is that dark. That's a good, handy. you know, it's funny. I've never even thought of that in all the years I've been trailering. Or get yourself a horse hydrator. I was just going to say that and I was going to, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, for people like me, I don't go overnight with my horse typically. So I bring water from home, which he uh. loves just fine. But even when it's water from home, when he's away from home, he tends to be a little bit of a worrier away from home. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to drink. So I'm in the process of, and you practice at home, teaching him that when you put certain things in the bucket, oh, I'm going to suck it up because it's just so yummy I can't resist. Yeah. and uh, That's I, smart. Yeah, I taught Scooter too when I, <laughs> I didn't think about it when we were at the horse park. 
I filled up a whole five-gallon bucket of water, and I sprinkled some alfalfa in the top because that's all it takes for Scooter. That's his favorite thing. Well, I didn't think about the fact that it was a five-gallon bucket because typically when Scooter goes by himself, I have a little tiny pail. It holds a gallon and a half. He's a 13-hand pony, and he'll suck right. it right to the bottom because he knows there's there are bits of oats laying in the bottom of it, so he just sucks it right down. Well, right. I put this five-gallon bucket out, and Scooter and Nigel would share it because they like to share their water bucket. Well, he <laughs> stuffed his face in there, and he's gone, dang, I'm going to drink this down so I can get to the treats in the bottom. It was a five-gallon Oh, that's bucket. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see him. He was, like, expanding like a water balloon trying to suck this bucket. Jeez, that is so <laughs> funny. And, and, and Nigel's going, well, what's he so excited about? I would stick my face in there, too. So yeah, wait a minute. Nigel head and little tiny scooter head shoving into the bottom of the bucket. Okay, that's really funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you and, know how and, puppies do when you put the bowl of puppy food out. And the puppies all yes, get in there. and they like all that. get in there. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. <laughs> it's also important to use Gastrogard if you're going to a show for trailering, and mm-hmm. I really believe in probiotics to keep the gut okay because it's a lot of stress when they get on a trailer. Yeah, yeah. I, need to, I need to start doing that with Nigel because going on a trip. 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away, drive there, go for a walking trail ride for a couple of hours, and driving back, the next day, that horse has lost 200 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we walked, and he, boy, the, the weight just literally melts. So I need to start doing that, because then it takes two weeks to get it all back. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. So I need, what, what probiotic should I be using? Help. Um, Biostar's Bioflora. Now, is Bioflora a paste that I stick in, or is it something I put in no, his food? No, it's a, it's a powder you put in his food. Powder I put in his food. And is it something I can use just when we travel? Just we when only you do need it. Once it. in a while? Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm going to put that on the list. <laughs> Bioflora. Okay. There we go. And we're going to wrap up this discussion about trailering stories and trailering tips. Yes. And uh, we're going to get a hold of Hedwig. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Tigger and Patty and Jennifer. We thought we'd we, we thought we'd hit on a topic today that probably will not elicit much of much of an emotional response because I know it's been stressful for you over the winter here. What we want to know yes. is um, uh, there are a lot of chat these days about dental care for dogs, and we want to find out two things. Where do you stand on dental care for dogs? Do you prefer the toothbrush and toothpaste or the chewy method? And I want to know if that differs from how your human feels about doggy dental care. Well, I myself take a chew with great enthusiasm. So my favorite is a bone of any kind. I will just chew on a bone for a long time until it's gone, basically. Um, or one of those nice gamma nylon bones with the, the little nubblings on them. Oh, delicious and delightful. Oh, my goodness. And those keep my teeth beautiful. When I go to the veterinarian, he always is impressed by the quality of my teeth because as you might or perhaps might not know, small dogs who have been miniaturized have big teeth for small mouths and often have early tooth loss. 
So my teeth are perfect, and I've lost no teeth, and they're very clean, and I have never had to have them cleaned <laughs> by the veterinarian because of my chewing. So well, you, pre- you obviously prefer the chewy method, obviously. The natural yeah. method. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's how Mother Nature intended yes. your, your, your teeth to be cleaned. Now, are your doggy siblings on the same page? Well, so my sister is a little older than I am, and she has a little different shaped face. And she was not treated very well before she came to our current servant, where, to be frank, we're not treated that well either, but it's a lot better than it was. And so she doesn't have that many teeth at all. She didn't have very many when she came, but she does still have, she sort of gums a chew and she aggressively will defend it with her very life. So I think she would definitely, if she were to have her teeth brushed, she would wonder why. Uh, and also why on earth anybody would be brushing her two teeth. So I think that um, it's probably just better to give her a greenie or a chew toy and just walk away. I see. Okay. And the, the gerbil, I mean, he does nothing but chew all day, all day long. Okay. On everything. Like earlier, he was just chewing on the wall. Oh, dear. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm, at the barn, just lying upside down, chewing on the wall. That's the sort of thing I have to deal with. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, Hedwig. It just sounds tough. Yeah, it does. But thank you very much for enlightening us regarding yes. dental care for dogs and, and how strongly you feel about keeping your teeth shiny and white and healthy. And I'm so glad you have that opportunity. Yes. I dedicate a lot of time. So, yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> bye bye, Hedwig. Bye, bye Hedy. Bye. 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 See you later. Bye. Okay, so we were at the Tigopedia section of our show, and I think we have a really good topic in question um, today, Tigger, because I know a lot of people um, think they understand this. I want to ask you about Omega 3, 6, and 9 and how you find them, why we feed them. I want to know every little thing in three minutes or less. Go. (laughs) So omega-3 and 6 are essential fatty acids. Okay, so what does that mean? (laughs) Sorry, I'm just going to cut you right off. Okay, tell me. So essential fatty acids are what the body can't make. Omega-9 is not considered essential because the body makes its own omega-9. Okay. So three and six are, in layman's terms, anti-inflammatory and pro-inflammatory. So omega-6 is Mm pro-inflammatory and omega-3 is anti-inflammatory. However, you you need both. Um, If you don't have enough omega-6, you, for horses and for humans, it will, it can affect brain health, um, (laughs) cardio health. Um, and they, it's important to have a balance. The problem is, is that oftentimes commercial feeds, because grains are so high in omega-6, will have more omega-6 than omega-3. So a wild horse or a horse that lives out 24-7 is getting omega-3s from and 6 from grass and haze. And grass and haze generally have 
a two to one omega-3 to omega-6 ratio. So that's a pretty ideal ratio. Okay. But when you start feeding commercial feeds, that ratio can start getting a little inverted. And depending on how long the hay is stored, it will also reduce the amount of omega-3s in the hay. So there are some researchers, nobody knows for sure. What is the ideal ratio of omega-3 to omega-6? For me, minimally, it's two to one. There are, there is some scientists and veterinarians who think it should be as high as four or five to one, omega-3 to six. So if a horse is primarily stalled and turned out maybe a couple hours a day, they're probably not getting enough omega-3s. And that's when you want to supplement with flax or chia. Fish oil is another option. I'm not a big fan of it um, for horses because it's non-intuitive to me. Um, And there's a real problem now with how fish oil is processed and what the levels of mercury are. Right, right, right. So um, a plant source just seems like a a more safer and an herbivore-friendly kind of food. Now, um, I, I love chia. I love flax. Chia has some other benefits than flax. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it helps slow the digestion of carbohydrates in the GI tract because it's very mucilogenic. And because it's very mucilogenic, it works like psyllium. So it helps clear the gut of sand and debris. Right. Nature's broom. Nature's broom. So you don't need to add psyllium. Um, on top of chia. Okay. So my pick is chia, but flax is an equally excellent source of omega-3 for horses. Now, in addition to this is camelina oil. And right now, camelina meal has not Mm -hmm. been approved by the FDA uh, for livestock. It's only been approved for chickens so far. Okay. But it, again, provides that ideal ratio of three, six, and nine. Okay. Fortunately, the oil we can give, um, it's high in omega-3, low in omega-6, and offers um, a one-to-one of omega-9. The advantage of camelina is it's very high in vitamin E. It's one of the richest sources of vitamin E. Okay. Generally, you don't have to supplement omega-6, but some of the common omega-6 foods would be sunflower. People who like to feed black oil sunflower seeds, it's a great food. It's a good source of vitamin E, but you will need to make sure that you're feeding more omega-3s, especially if your horse is not on pasture. And in the winter, of course, the omega-3 content goes down in most grasses. And so, so, and and that's when you would want to supplement with like canelina oil, right? With either camelina oil or with chia or with flax. Okay. Um, Other sources are oats, uh, high omega-6, corn, barley, you know, the grains, wheat are Mm going to be high omega-6. I'm not a fan of soy. It provides three, six, and nine um, because it's genetically modified. Right. Um, Same with canola. Now, hemp right. seed oil 
is 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 higher in omega six than omega three. So the advantage of hemp seed oil is the GLA, the gamma linoleic mm-hmm. acid, which reduces inflammation in the gut. Right. But you still need to balance that omega three six. So it's always good when you're using hemp oil to add some chia or flax, or you know make sure the horse is on, you know pasture, um, you know a good eight to ten hours a day. Right. So three and six are essential. Nine is not. But it's nice to have a good balance. Exactly. And the interesting okay. thing is, is in most, um, you know, most foods that horses eat real horse feed, like hay and grass, and they contain three, six, and nine. Great. Okay, cool. So I think I understand this better, and I'm certain I will be asking you this again. <laughs> <laughs> can we, can we just, go over this again tomorrow? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I always like my little texts. <laughs> you need to take notes? <laughs> uh, well, no, I was trying to get, take it all in. And actually, in some of it, I remember from my Last Tickopedia question, which is um, about oil. What oil? You're, you have a, you kind of have this thing for oil, don't you, Patty? I, well, I well, I am. I love hemp oil. Um, I used to tell Tigger it was uh, like manna from heaven. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it, there's just so many benefits to it if you use the right stuff. I, my, my horse is on camelina oil, and um, oh. because Tigger told me to, <laughs> so I did it. Um, yeah. So yes, I do. You're right. There you go. So here we are at Critter Nutrition, and today we're going to talk about the real culprit um, behind Lyme disease. Two researchers in the Hudson River Valley have identified an early warning system for Lyme disease. They can predict how many cases there will be in a year in advance by looking at one key measurement, count the white-footed mice the year before. Mm-hmm. Mice are highly efficient transmitters of Lyme. They infect up to 95% of the ticks that feed on them. Mice are responsible for infection of the majority of ticks carrying Lyme in the Northeast. One of the researchers, Rick Ostfeld, points out, ticks love mice. An individual mice mouse might have 50, 60, even 100 ticks covering its ears and face. Mm. Lyme disease cases in humans in the U.S. more than doubled from 2001 to 2015. One of the reasons for this Lyme explosion, according to Rick Ostfeld, is climate change and the surge in mice populations. But another huge factor, according to Ostfeld, is what happened 200 years ago. When the Europeans came to this continent, they clear-cut nearly all the forests to plant crops and raise livestock. They also cleared trees for commercial use, including shipbuilding, masts, and for houses and firewood. In her book, Bark Skins by Annie Prolix, she highlights the destruction of North America old growth forests by the French and English colonists. To build one English ship took 20 acres of pine trees. Although the forests have come back in places, it is not the same forest it was 200 years ago. Today, the forest is broken into little pieces with roads, farms, and housing developments. Areas of patchy woods, which are common in cities and suburban areas, are not the forests that support predators. 
These areas are now known as fragmented forests, which have been a boom for the mice because predators such as foxes, hawks, and owls need big forests to survive. According to the researchers, all these little patches of forest dotting the Northeast have basically turned into lime factories spilling over with infected ticks. Forest patches smaller than three acres had an average of three times as many ticks as did larger fragments and seven times more infected ticks. According to the National Science Foundation, as many as 80% of the ticks in the smallest patches were infected, the highest rate that scientists have seen. The ticks may also be infected with other emerging diseases. One study suggests that increasing the size of forests and avoiding fragments smaller than five acres could help reduce the spread of Lyme. Lyme disease is caused by the bacterium Borella burgdorferi. Ticks get infected with this bacterium from a host. The most prolific hosts are white-footed mouse, eastern chipmunks, and shrews. White-footed mice are the principal natural reservoirs for Lyme disease bacteria. They infect between 40 and 90% of tick-feeding larvae. Ticks have three stages, larva, nymph, and adult. When ticks hatch into larvae, the bacteria that causes Lyme disease is not present. But for the larva to grow into a nymph, it needs blood. If it gets its blood meal from a mouse, the larva picks up the bacteria. The larva grows into a nymph and waits for its next host so it can get a blood meal necessary to grow into an adult. Interestingly, larvae that feed on mice are more likely to survive thereby capable of transmitting Lyme bacteria one year later. So while we often blame the deer for ticks and spreading Lyme disease, the white-footed mouse is the major carrier of the bacterium. A study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences 2012 looked at four states with a high prevalence of the disease, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, where there were fewer foxes there were higher numbers of Lyme disease. The researchers also looked at coyotes who have tended to displace foxes. Where there are more coyotes, the fox population falls, which means an increase in more white-footed mice. Coyotes evidently don't like to eat mice. What was once called the deer tick is now known as the black-legged tick. When the tick was called a deer tick, it perpetuated a false belief that deer alone are responsible for Lyme disease. Scientists have warned that in areas where deer have been hunted, these areas have larger number of ticks looking for a new host in the absence of deer. This leaves humans and dogs and horses more vulnerable. When the deer population is reduced by as much as 86% or as low as nine deer per square mile, the tick numbers do not decline. Remember, deer don't transmit the Lyme bacterium to ticks. The white-footed mice do. Protecting horses from ticks. I have found chickens to be excellent tick eaters. Guinea hens are even better, but they are very noisy and ridiculously independent. Chickens do attract foxes when the foxes get tired of eating white-footed mice. 
Springtime Inc. is a company that claims its bug-off garlic will provide protection against ticks as well as flies, mosquitoes, and gnats. Some Biostar customers have reported good success with this product in keeping flies and ticks away. Check your horse's mane and tail daily as well as head, throat, latch, belly, fetlocks, and under the tail. Protecting dogs from ticks. I tried the Ceresto collar last year and it worked well for about four months. My dogs are in and out of water all summer, so it is not surprising that the Ceresto collar, which is supposed to last eight months, only worked for half that time on my dogs. I have found that Frontline no longer works on my dogs, and evidently this is true for a lot of dogs in New England as well. Customers have told me that Advantix 2 works well as a topical. Dogs Naturally magazine suggests adding apple cider vinegar to the dog's water bowl during tick season. Apple cider vinegar increases acidity of the blood pH, making it less attractive to both fleas and ticks. Add two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, Bragg's with the mother brand, once or twice per day. Of course, deticking your dog is essential. If your dog or horse is getting treated for Lyme disease with antibiotics, either doxy or minocycline, it is important to support the immune system in the GI tract. Bovine colostrum provides PRPs that regulate the thymus gland, the master of the immune system. Immune support is very important for animals and humans who contact Lyme. Providing active live probiotics is essential in maintaining a balance of healthy beneficial microorganisms in the GI tract. Make sure you don't give probiotics at the same time you give antibiotics. Separate the probiotics by several hours from the administration of the antibiotics. When the course of antibiotics is over, give an additional two weeks of probiotics. Biostar's Bioflora for horses and Terabiota for dogs are good choices for probiotics that are strong enough to colonize the GI tract. Don't forget the bananas. Bananas are wonderful prebiotic foods for the gut microorganisms. Giving a couple of slices of banana to your dog daily when the dog is being treated for Lyme is a great way to support the existing colonies in the GI tract. For horses, give one whole banana without the peel. The 2017 Lyme forecast. According to researchers, this past autumn was a big year for acorns, signaling a rise in the mouse population since acorns are one of their foundation foods. This means that 2017 will see a rise in Lyme-infected mice, which translates into more ticks spreading the disease. So we are now at Coffee Clatch, and we would like to um, discuss any success we've had with some of the products that we've talked um, about since the induction of our show. And just, you know, what we've used and what we like. And um, and Jennifer, both Tigger and I want you to go first. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Because it's mean. fun, and we That's set it up. mean. Yeah. Oh, Tigger. <laughs> Let's see. What right. have we used that uh, that we like? Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind, and I know Glenn this mentioned this recently too, is the Theracalm for dogs. Mm-hmm. Is oh, if it's it, great. Isn't I it? don't. Know, I have never used the horse product because I do not have a horse that requires that type of supplement. But if it works half as well as it does on dogs, OMG, people, dump the stupid yeah. calm and cool paste and get it. <laughs> That, I mean, you know, and it's that it truly, cause I, I use a Theracom on my horse, which by the way, Tigger, I need that. You can maybe add that to the list, but, um, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it makes a major difference. Yeah. I was, yeah, pretty, that's good. Now I have a question because we use the Theracom for Glory, who is afraid of everything. She's in, she's afraid of the universe. Um, so we use it for her 
And it says there on the label that if you, you give one or you can give two and two will tend to quote, induce sleep. And she does. If we have to give her two, she just falls asleep and that's just wake her up four hours later. Um, what happens with, how does it labeled for horses? You give this much and then this much. How does it work for horses? You give it by a scoop. And I always tell people to start with one and just see if that's enough. And if not, give one twice a day or give two at once. There's no, it, 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 it's funny that it affects the dogs, not in a different way, but more in a tranquilizing way. Mm-hmm. Well, I was to say, because don't they, meta- the dogs metabolize stuff so much differently though. So I mean- differently. Interesting. Yeah. So for a horse, I'm just thinking about this because we're like, we're going off in, into the, a rabbit hole already. Yeah. We, we, have, <laughs> we have one horse here at the property who, if you can imagine a three-month-old foal, what happens when a three-month-old foal leaves its mommy or its mommy leaves it? Has a nervous breakdown. It has a nervous breakdown. That's this horse. It, that's, it's the exact same behaviors. It, it just loses its mind, crazy, terrified. It will hurt itself in its effort to get back to its friend. It doesn't matter which friend it is. It, you get yeah. rid of that horse, the next friend. It's the same way. Um, and this horse is also afraid of its own shadow. You know, it's just really way, way, way at one end. Is this the type of product that could benefit a horse that has those types of behaviors? Because I'm sorry, the other horse has to leave the barn sometimes. Oh, a hundred percent. So do you give it like the horse is going to leave at 9 a.m. So I give it some at not 8 a.m.? Uh, um, okay. Every horse is going to metabolize this a little differently. So I would probably start the night before. Okay. And then the next morning. And then the next morning. Okay. And you can just give it as needed like the Theracom canine. Yeah, because you, know, you yeah, don't like need to having, give it yeah, every day. If we're having thunderstorms for 24 hours straight. She gets one like every, we'll give her like one biscuit every four to six hours. Yeah. Just to kind of keep her zone zen. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So that's one of the products. And the other thing I wanted to mention that we talk about a lot on the show that has been hugely fun is citrus for our ponies. Mm. Scooter is love, love, loving getting his orange every night. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And he, he gets the orange. We cut it in quarters. and It's just a little orange. Yep. And we cut it into quarters. And he sucks it into his little mouth. And he squishes it all around. And he he squishes the juice out of it in his cheeks. Oh, wow. Before he chews That's it up. That's adorable. It is so cute. He's making all these little squishy noises. He squishes it all. In, and then he eats it. It's so freaking cute. And sometimes I can get Nigel to eat one. He's a little fussier. But what he'll do is he gets it in his mouth and he squishes it up against the top of the roof of his mouth and then spits it out. He drinks the juice <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you, that's so funny. Yes. So kale is so, next on the treat list. We're going to try. Some ah, kale. ah, okay. Yes. yes we're going to try some kale and I'm going to try it too. <laughs> so we'll, we'll check back in a little, in a few more shows and we'll see how that went. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, so Tigger, what do you have? Um, I I am absolutely in love with Warhorse hand soap. Oh, me oh, too. that now I know why you asked me that earlier. You're so funny. That is you are. <laughs> I I I came home yesterday. Got home yesterday from Wellington, and 
I had brought some down to Wellington, right? So I, you know, used it several times a day because I washed my hands a lot. And I got here and we didn't, we were out. And in 24 hours, of course, it's colder up here, but my, my hands are dry and I mean, they, they just feel awful because <laughs> I don't oh my have gosh. my war horse. Uh, well, you know how to fix that. Uh, yeah. But it was, a, it was, I didn't realize how great it was until I didn't have it. And then I went, whoa. That's always the case, I think. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to Warhorse Hand Lotion. I hand soap. Uh, it's it's simply it's simply the best. Yeah, I like that. Tigger sent me some as a um as a as a prize, a surprise. And um I used it. She asked me today, she said, Well, what do you think of that the hand soap? And I'm like, it's gone. It's been gone for like three months. It's the best <laughs> soap ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And the it la- is. I love what? it for laundry too. I tried it on the laundry. Isn't it great? Oh, the pure gold. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, you know, it what cuz one of my products that I like is the Warhorse shampoo. Oh, the equine shampoo. Yeah. Dogs yeah. in it. And I haven't I done know. the dogs yet. We just talked about that. I'm I'm anxious to get my my order from you and um do the dogs in it, that too. It's great for the dogs and um actually one of my customers in Wellington who will be nameless She's using it to wash her hair with, and she loves it. Wow, interesting. Okay, I mean that kind of doesn't surprise me. I'm so I'm sort of surprised we didn't talk about that before. I, that doesn't surprise me at all. I would. I mean, why not? Right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay. Try that. Well, it works on the horse's hair. Why wouldn't it work on our hair? Exactly. Right. And you exactly. know something? The, the warhorse. We had some of the uh, shampoo for the horses. And Glenn loves to use what he calls the car wash system. It's the little container and you attach it to your hose and spray the horse. Oh, yeah. Well, we put the war horse in there and we, we mixed it about, I would say, almost half and half with water so that it would be thin enough to go through the system. And it worked fabulously. And the pony smelled so fresh. <laughs> and it just, mm-hmm. it just melts the dirt. Because normally when you use shampoo... It's those foaming action that really kind of gets rid of the dirt. It kind of works it yeah. out, right? Yeah. Well, the war yeah. horse, it, I don't know how, it melts it. Uh-huh. I don't know how it works. I don't know why it works. It just does. And uh, what I love about it is when you're washing a horse or a dog, you know, all that suds that goes into the ground, it's not going to harm it. Right, yeah, the suds <laughs> not yeah. into the ground, not the bacteria. so good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's beneficial. Rather yeah. than putting more toxins into it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There you go. So, Tigger, did you have anything else? Well, I'm trying a new bra. Okay. It's I found it on Facebook, which seems like a strange place. No, it doesn't because I That's just not ordered usually where you three. shop for bras. No, it's Third Love. I just looked it up real okay. quick. Okay, it is Third Love. Yeah. And um. And the thing about I have discovered about aging is, at, at least in um, my family, is that we get bustier as we get older. It's the, women the dumbest. In my it's family. so stupid. Same thing. And I, I'm very annoyed by it. Um, I wouldn't mind more on my ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, but instead, it's gone to my chest. So um, finding a bra that supports 
and is not something that's digging into my skin um, or doesn't give me that uniboob, uniboob mm-hmm. look. Yeah that's, yeah, that's not that's not good at it. No, at it, any it, age, no. It, no. Um, so I found this on Facebook and I went and I looked at their approach. They, you actually choose your bra based on the shape of your breasts and they give you different diagrams. And so I was running in the mirror going, Hmm, I wonder what I am because I've I've never looked at my breasts that way, you know, but there are different kinds of breasts. Mm -hmm. So then they give you the recommendation depending on what kind of breasts you have. So, um, it's the, the new bra is on its way. So, um, oh, yeah. well, let me, we'll talk about your boobs next time. Alrighty. <laughs> no, I, it, and I, it's so funny cause being in Houston, that's such a big thing in the summer, you know, being comfortable like that. So I'll be very curious to hear what you say. Cause I'm always in a search and I will say the same thing has happened to me as I've gotten older. I mean, after I had had Hannah, I was so small and then it, it you know, it just, and after Ray and I kept just attributing it to, um, you know, well, race 15, I'm still losing the baby weight, <laughs> even though he's, <laughs> even though he's like five eleven now, <laughs> but whatever, you know, there you go. Um, well, anyway, the, the only other thing that I wanted to mention is we talked uh, last time about different flea and tick things. And I wanted to share that I got the Seresta flea collar. Um, I don't know if you remember, we were talking about that, Jennifer. And I have to tell you, I'm really excited because I feel like um, it's it's really working. So I'm um, that would be one thing that I'm I would recommend for anybody else to try. It is more expensive than normal flea collar. It's like $29. I ordered it as we were, you know, as we were on the air. I, I you, wanted you to get it right away. You paid $29 for a Soresto collar? I think it's like $29. Yeah. You paid right? 60 Yeah, yeah I paid oh, wow. That's what? great. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. No. Now, this is, is this the first time you've used it? Yes, because mm-hmm. I've never, I, I mean, I didn't think about using a flea collar. I know that sounds silly, but, you know, I, I just hadn't really thought about it until Tigger mentioned it. And I'm really excited to say that I feel, I, I really think it made a major difference. Interesting. We used major. it two years ago. Um, we had terrible, terrible flea problems when we first moved here. Um, yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah. yeah. Well, and not to this particular property. The, the, when we first moved to Florida, everything was fine. We had used mm-hmm. a spot on product for our Greyhound for years and it just worked fine. And, the spot on wasn't quite doing the trick. So we thought, well, we can use the Soresto. And the first Soresto collar we got did great, great results. Thrilled to death. Mm-hmm. Went for seven months, put a new one on. Three months later, gee, it's not working so good. Get a new one. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any effect at all, whatever, on the face. Interesting. Zero results. So I even called the company that makes it. I said, you changed the formula. What's going on here? And had a long discussion on the phone with the customer service people, and they recommended uh, a particular um, topical product to use in conjunction with the Soresto. Right. Which, which I did, which took care of it. And at that point, I said, you know, let's just go with the with the uh, with the topical. And now I'm just right. back to using just the topical and not the Soresto with it. Um, so it's interesting that you have that uh, experience. It'll be interesting to see if it keeps 
working because it, it was almost yeah. as if it's like, okay, f- the fleas didn't care anymore. It's, it's well, and that does happen. And the one thing I did because I was having a little bit of a flea problem because the barn was having a flea problem is I had done my topical um, Advantix and they tell you, you know, call the company because you can use them in con- conjunction. Yeah. But I had also given him a flea bath because he was itching and had mm-hmm. some sores on his um, stomach. And um, so, I mean, I, between the two things, um, it absolutely positively is definitely working better. And I will tell you this, as we were chatting, I wanted to see how much I paid. I went back on Amazon and the link where I bought mine, they're no longer available, but everything else, the other buying options did say $54, yeah, but I'm fairly certain I paid and maybe that's why it wasn't um, available anymore. But I thought I'd, I didn't think I paid $54. But I, I may be incorrect about that price. So, But anyway, I, yeah, I'm, I, maybe. But, but having said that, I just to me, it's worth the price because you don't have to put some, another chemical exactly. in your dog. Well, yes, and, and it's, it's not like it's every month that. It's, you know, it lasts several months. Yeah, so well, I, I mean, you I figure what's... Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Gosh, I'm hoping it does too. And I. And you know, I think if you you've got to continue to be, um, uh, like you said, you know, you kind of have to be proactive with everything that you're doing, and you may have to actually use another product or a topical as well. But you know, even uh, if- it's it's worked great for me. I don't have the flea problem. I, I'm I'm more tick. Yeah. So yeah, you have it, you have proper winter there, don't you? Yeah, but yeah. you know, we even though we have a big forest, but I think we still have white-footed mice, <laughs> and we have we have foxes, and we have owls, and we have hawks, um, and we have chickens. Um, but you know, you you're you're gonna yeah. get ticks, and it's it did a great job last year with the ticks. Well, and I just did the the math, and it's it's six seventy five a month for eight yeah. months. So even if it, let's say, just even remember, if, if you're going to bathe them, take the collar off because my right. dogs are in water all the time and it yeah. really reduced the, its effectiveness. Yeah. Right. And, but also they have reflectors and like, even if it, if it works for six months, it's only $9 a month. So yeah, I think exactly. it's very cost effective. So mm-hmm. anyway, those, those are my, my picks. There you go. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if you have used a product or a whole food that we've talked about here on the the Healthy Critters radio show. We would love to hear about it. So go to the yes, Facebook page. Absolutely. What's the Facebook page, Tigger? Healthy Critters. Healthy Critters Radio. There you go. Go to the Facebook page and tell us about it. We want to hear it. Yep. 